every life has a story. And every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Three years ago, I was invited to play football, soccer, with the Masters team here in Perth. Um, the person who invited me was a Christian friend of mine, Jim, and we used to play football together in the city just for fun. And he said, look, we, we're having a master's team and I'd like you to come and join us. It is called Perth Strikers and it, there is a Christian league where you can play. So I went to training and I began playing and uh, among the many men that I've met in that beautiful team was uh, Calvin Flynn. He had a smile about him. He had a positive attitude. He was always around us, encouraging us. And there was something special about him. He would stand in the gap every time there was a need, even in goals, whatever was needed. He was just the man to, to do the work. And it's an absolute privilege to have here tonight the Kingdom Stories from Down Under, my good friend, Kelvin. Welcome, Ken. Thank you, Ned. It's a sheer pleasure and a sheer honor to be with you, to share my journey. Um, so, yes. Uh, so, yeah, about three years ago I met you and yeah. uh, you really touched my life. It was just good to see somebody of your maturity. And uh, what stood out for me is just your, uh, your humbleness. You're mm. just a humble man uh, working behind the scenes and just loving the people and uh, but always actively doing something. Yeah. Most people don't see it, but you're always doing something. Yeah. So I've only known you in that circle. Short time, yes. But I know that there's so much more to your story. Yes, there is. It's, uh, Where does it start from you? Does it start in Australia or in Asia? In actually started in England um, because I was born in Burma. Yep. My family has come from an Irish background. Uh, so I was born in Burma and uh, my, lost my father when I was eight years old. Oh. So I didn't have a dad. He well, was, I said I didn't have a dad, but... He was English? I, he was Irish. Irish and your mum Irish, was... and my mum was half Burmese. Okay. So they met um, in Burma. He was fighting the war with the Japanese and decided for to the stay. British Army to stay on. He loved it. It was sheer... Uh, what a job. He's, he always kept saying all the stories we hear. Yeah. Um, so he stayed on in Burma, wanted to make a life in the Army. Yes. So that's where we grew up, in Army quarters and... All the facilities of the British Army. You still uh, remember some of those? Very little, years. because the story carries on. In we lost him. I'm the youngest of um, uh, four children, mm -hmm. um, and um, my mum, bless her, uh, she basically, you know, had to do everything herself. Yeah. But towards the end, when um, we were Did told, he die in Burma or in England? In Burma, okay. we were told we had to leave Burma because. Um, my, my mum was a teacher in yeah. an English school, yeah. but uh, we had all the army quarters, all the facilities of the army who, who looked after us for a short time till the Burmese army took over and basically we had to leave Burma. Mm. So we had a lot of uh, relations there, or yeah. my mum's uh, side and very, very little. My, my dad was an orphan, but he grew up in Ireland, yeah. so registered in the, know, in the army and they sent him to war. So that's how my journey, if you like, our story started in Burma. 
Then we had to leave. Uh, we were basically told to leave or become uh, Burmese citizens. Uh -huh. And coming from the European side of my my mum didn't want to do that, and yeah. my elder brother and, and sisters no, were very uncomfortable because we were uh, basically in an English school, yes. um, you know, being taught. So we left. My my mum decided to leave. So it was a decision of coming to Australia or going to England. Mm -hmm. But the pull was to England because uh, her, her brothers and sisters had already gone. Yeah. So I arrived in England as a twelve-year-old. As a twelve-year-old, not as an. Oh, so your dad died as an. My dad died in, in, Burma. in Burma when I was eight. So a few years later, we left. Mm -hmm. We left Burma, and arrived in England. I'll never forget that because that's where my soccer started, 1965. Oh, do you remember 66? What oh. happened? Ah. <laughs> so you got things in common here. Yeah. Yeah, 66 yeah. was the World Cup. Yes. I was only 12, 13 year old. Introduced and I to the world got introduced to the, the world, coming outcome. from such a background that what's this football? What's what's this? So game? what were you playing in Burma? Mainly volleyball or football? No, no. I mean, uh, I was quite keen right, right right from a very young age. Yeah. Um, we were so blessed at a school where we had beautiful leaders, beautiful mentors, um, people who love sport. Mm -hmm. The Burmese people love sport. Oh, they okay. love to play all types of. So I was very involved in sport. Yeah. That's why I love. All sport, really. Yes. But but football really caught my, my sense. So, so you're in way, England and you're watching all these games and that's playing. That's it. 1966, the World Cup, and England won the World Cup. So, you know, yeah. that's where my love of football started. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so um, that's where it all began. That's did you start playing for the team or mainly in school? Sure I did. So I was put into a school yeah. later on in I was actually 14, but I only went to school for a few years um, in a sense. I struggled quite a bit with, you know, with school, uh, but it was, it was good. But my main ambition was sport. I just wanted to play anything yeah. at that time, you know. Uh, but I done all right at school. I mean, but, you know, I didn't like it. Yeah. So at 16, I left. I said I had enough. So you would have finished year 10? Year 10, year yeah. 10, year 11, I think I was, didn't actually finish. And I had an uncle uh, who worked uh, for a very good company. Mm -hmm. So he, he took me on and it, it, I think he was part of the company. Yeah. So, you know, as a young lad, uh, 16, 17, 18, that's when I started work even so early in So what were you doing? Life. What were you working? Apprenticeship. I got an apprenticeship later on. Um, what initially, it was an engineering firm. Okay. Yeah. So I was very blessed to start that company and I was just a, a, a postboy. A postboy. What, what town or what city in England were you? It's called Croydon, Southeast London. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that company actually, um, I stayed with them for 18 years after wow. that. So I done my apprenticeship. And then you went up the ladder. And then went up, one, gradually went up the ladder, uh, become an engineer, a toolmaker. That wow. was the thing. Yeah. And the company was Philips, Philips Electronics. That's where I learned my trade. And Dutch. It's a Dutch company, mm -hmm. making TVs and videos. Yeah. And the old videos, you know, yeah, the old. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they were good brands. That was a good brand. Yeah, Good brand, the video. and that was a marvelous journey. What a what a what a start in life. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's where my working life began, began, and my career began. 
And uh, through that working career, um, I was given a lot of opportunities. So like traveling. Yeah. Yep. I went to America. I went to Holland. They trained us because Philips later on invested in robotics. Yes. So I took a full engineering course. Mm-hmm. In those days, it was just a college. I, I didn't have enough uh, education to go to uni. Yeah. But they actually uh, laid down all the, um, you know, education, high education for the apprenticeship. Yes. So those those days, the apprenticeship was, I think, it was about six or seven years. Mm-hmm. And then I started to get qualified and uh, through college uh, got qualified as a robotics engineer. Wow. And that's where my career began and such a blessing. Yeah, so that's a nutshell. That's in a nutshell, my, my little journey. Of course, uh, I wasn't a Christian at that time. <laughs> were you on booze? Like, uh, did you get on the booze with the English people? Absolutely, absolutely. Those were horrific days. But, you know, the journey <laughs> The pub started. at the corner. The pub crawling was out of control, yeah. and I really went out of control for quite a few years. Alcohol, maybe, or gambling, women? No, not drugs. gambling. I never got into gambling, but mainly alcohol, okay. because the culture in England was after a game. You had to go. St- straight down the pub. Yeah. Win it or lose, tough. doesn't matter. Win or lose, it didn't really matter. <laughs> you know, it was just having fun, yeah. being together, uh, and just... Booze, just drink, you know. I suppose those are my dark years. Were you keeping in touch with your family, with your mom and dad? Or were yes, mom? yes. I had very support from my brothers and my You, you stayed at home? Sister. I stayed at home. Youth? I stayed at home. And then just what happened, how the Lord works in people's lives. You met a beautiful And girl. I met my beautiful wife <laughs> in England. And the ironic thing was she was from Burma as well. Yeah. So I didn't know her there. We met, conversation started. Of course, we had a lot in common. Yeah. About Burma. Did she grow up in Burma? She grew up in Burma. She was very sick uh-huh. at a very tender age. Yes. So her parents actually went to Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. So they lived for in... For medical care? Sorry? For, for her illness or... No, no, for, for his job. Okay. So they actually from Burma went to Sri Lanka. Uh, he had a very good job. He was a managing director of, um, you know, these, uh, um, the big loaders, the big big front-end yeah. loaders. Yes. So he was with a company uh, that does, you know, looks after all the manufacturing yeah. and all the export. Mm-hmm. So he was very fortunate. So he was transferred to Sri Lanka. Yeah. She arrived there, apparently, her story is, and just after a year she arrived there, she got very sick. She was... 16, I think, mm-hmm. when they arrived there. She got very ill, and they basically told her that they, they would need to send her into Europe or to England for a major operation. Um, her, her womb was upside down, and all of her stomach was infected quite oh. badly. Horrific, horrific. Yeah. The story doesn't end there. How God works in mysterious ways, isn't it? So she lived with her grandparents in England. That's why I met her. Yeah. She arrived there. she went there. for surgery? She was about to have surgery. Yes. And a few days before, mm-hmm. she was called into the doctor to arrange everything, whatever. Yes. And one of the specialists 
said to her, we, don't, we are not going to have surgery. We're going to try and um, uh, get you on the program do it to, to do it manually. You know, they can only do that in the UK. Wow. There was no other country in the world that, at that time, to do all they had to do professionally, offer inside. Yeah, and uh, that's what I'm saying. Our journey is such a it, it's yeah. it's such profound way of how God, you know, helped us and guided us. And this specialist cured her. Wow, would share uh, drugs and whatever yeah. it needed at the time. The combination of her diet yes. and a few things. So she did have a minor surgery mm -hmm. to change a few things, and they managed to turn the wound around. Wow. Before she left Sri Lanka, the specialist said that the bad news is she will never have children, children yeah. because of the way she was yeah. going. And if she didn't have surgery, it would She's have been coming. And her lifespan would have been five, six years. Mm. So they told the parents, the parents were very worried and said, you got to do something. Yeah. So they sent her. They didn't send her, God sent her yeah. to meet someone else you. <laughs> to cure her. <laughs> so her you. story is quite unique. I mean, yeah. so when I met her, we should I, have brought her here. <laughs> she's, got, she's got a lovely story. So, um, yes, of course, when I met her, I didn't know all this. She didn't tell me, Yeah. you know. Um, so that was after a few years. So I met her when she was 20 or 19, 19, 20. And you were? I, I'm four years older than her. Okay. So we got married within the year. She was 20 and I was 24. Yes. So we got married in 1975. Mm. So you work at the mats. Yeah. 40, 45 years? 47. 47 years. Yeah. We've been married. Wow, this year. And God's given us four kids. Wow. Praise God. Three girls and a boy I have. Nice. Three in England and one here. Wow. So that's my little story, but yeah. it's a lot in between, a lot more. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. So she, um, when she told you, how did you take it? I was shocked. Because at that I time was. she thought that she's not going to have children. She Maybe. told me that. She says, um, Before you got we, married? If we got married, there is a a very high chance they need to talk to my parents. And her parents weren't there to talk to her. Yeah. parents were still in Sri Lanka. Okay. So I had to go see the grandparents and they told me the full story why she came yeah. and what happened. And she said, the good news is that um, I'm still you know, seeing a specialist. Uh, so I'm on a program that might happen. So who knows? Of course, we weren't Christians at the time. So we, we just yeah. said, but I said, look, you know, maybe we'll, we won't get married just yet. So I think she was 18, 19 when we had this conversation. Uh, yeah. We'll just wait a little while because guess what? I grew up at Crystal Palace ground. Mm -hmm. So I registered as a, as a youngster to go and yeah. play there. And my football career was just taking off. Uh -huh. So I thought, well, let me concentrate on my football career. Yes. Maybe I'll get a bit further in life playing professional football. <laughs> so I did ask her, I said to her, look, why don't we wait three, four, five years? Yeah. You know, we love each other. So let's let's carry on the journey. Yeah. Let's see how things work out. So let's let's not get sort of too excited. Yeah. So that's another reason 
we put off the engagement marriage, you know. But at 20, and I was 24, we couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> we decided to get married. Yeah. We decided to get married. And I said, um, yep, I don't care. I said, whatever happens. Whatever happens, let's I do love the right thing. I just love you. You love me. Come on, let's, you know, let's go for it. Let's yes. see how. And as I said, there was no Christian input, nothing of God or nothing. Um, had you moved in together or already? No. no. She, no was she was living with the grandparents. Uh, so she went and she was studying as well. And my, my career was taking off. You know, I had yeah. such a good job at Phillips. My apprenticeship was going very well. Um, so I was coming towards the end of my, not quite end, but uh, I was getting promoted. I was getting um, quite well paid. Yeah. So I thought financially, you know, I'm okay to get married. To start a married life. Yeah. Yeah. So I proposed to her. Yeah. I proposed to her. How she did you yes. do it? Do you remember? Uh, it was in a pub. In a pub? Yes. With all my friends. The English way. English way. Bought a cheap ring. We went to a pub after a game. Had a few beers. But I had my intentions where? Of course. I just said to her, will you marry me? She nearly fell off her. She got such a shock because I thought she was... She said, I thought you said we'll wait a few years till you know, yeah. things work out. And I said, I'm drunk, let's do it. That's good. <laughs> let's go for it. <laughs> and the rest is history. But yeah. So when did you have your first child? Um, she's. <laughs> so Abby came along. Um, we got married when I was 24. Uh, four years we waited before we got our first child. Yeah, so it was a girl, yeah. Abby. Then I had my son, and then we decided that that's it. God's given us, you know, not God, but at a time. At the time, yeah, a couple of kids. Two kids, enough. And then the third one came along. <laughs> and then my whole my whole journey changed in a way. Um, but in between that time, um, we went. I went to an Anglican church. And Cheryl went to a Catholic church. Okay. She's brought up Catholic. In, Ang in England. In England. Occasionally. So to different churches. Mm -hmm. So that's where we, sort of our first journey of Christianity, if you like. You know, so when, when you were married, did you go to the same church or you still went separate churches? We went separate churches. Mm -hmm. Then gradually, um, she, came, she came along to my church. Mm -hmm. um, because our church was a little bit more upbeat, a bit more um, out of out of the traditional. <laughs> yeah. So she liked it. So she started to come and we started to go to service together and whatever. And then our Christian life completely changed or something happened mm. is that our Anglican church um, appointed evangelical pastor. pastor. Oh. So we are very traditional Anglican. Yeah. yeah. And this man came in to this church and he just, wow. The gospel. He spoke about Jesus. Mm. He told us who Jesus was. Yeah. And that's where our Christian journey began. When we just listened. He didn't get kicked message. out? They he completed. The church was struggling. Mm -hmm. The church was, you know, 150, 200 people. Yeah. 
And all of a sudden, this pastor walked in, you know, and it went from 150, 200 to 500, 600, wow. 800 within a couple of years. Yeah, beautiful. So that, our Christian journey actually started in there. In there. And he married us, by the way. He was the, the pastor that we, we came to know him so well um, that he married us. We journeyed with him. Wow. For a long time, but that was our Christian start yeah. of our Christian walk. How mm -hmm. how God moves in yeah. these mysterious ways. He just got hold of us and said, "We've got a, we've got work to do with you." Yeah. So we joined the Connect Group. We joined. Oh. We joined. Uh, the the church was just growing. Just mm. you know, the modern day songs they were singing. Yeah, uh, but it was the gospel message that was so profound. Yes, uh, that's what changed our lives. Just to hear it, uh, so we got baptized together, mm -hmm. married us, and then wash our Christian fight. Were they immersing or just sprinkled? Uh, immersing. Oh, they were immersing. He was yeah. he, he full understood. on. <laughs> what we call full on in this day and age yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. A pastor who is just thinking about. Jesus, yes. and all he spoke about was Jesus yeah. and the truth and the way of life, yeah. and how you know um, how we walk with him, mm. and uh, the stories about the gospel, uh, mainly about you know a lot of New Testament stuff, yeah. because he wanted to see who Jesus was. Of course, when we started connect groups and we started, we started learning about the old and the prophecies and yeah. and how. To work together, know, work together. The old and the new, the prophesying, and what Jesus and the came fulfillment. From. And then, what brought you to Australia? That's another story. In in a lot of ways, uh, my family and Cheryl's basically family as well started started to come here. Mm -hmm. um, so, as I said, you know, I had a very good job, so I didn't want to really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, had young kids, yes. and um, uh, yeah, so we had no intentions of coming to Australia or going anywhere, yeah. because things were things were really good. Things were you know working out okay in my marriage, um, in my work, and whatever. But gradually, all the family members started Pushed to come here this way. Yeah, and then um, Cheryl. Um, started go to a lot of you know Bible study, and she had a word from God. Oh, to say to her, not me. Yeah, she had a this word to say that we need to go. Mm. She just said out of the blue, nothing. Uh, we spoke about it, you know. And I said no. I said you know, what's the reason? What what? Why? Where's Australia? Yeah. I didn't know where Australia was. You know, my my eldest brother came here on the ten pound uh, pom scheme. Yes, many many years ago. So he, he, he so he was encouraging us to come, and so yes. it was a much better life here and whatever. And we always, I always said, so I was quite, you know, resistant, resistance to come, resistance to move or whatever, because life was good. Like, yeah, you know, why why should I go anywhere when things were okay? So yeah. we didn't. So she had this word from Isaiah. Mm. That said, when you turn to the left or you turn to the right, I think it says that, 
uh, I will be with you. Yeah. That's all it was, just a couple of lines. Yes. And I remember sitting in a service with her. Yeah. She said, I got this word from God. And that's what's telling me that it's time for us mm. to come to, to move, to, to immigrate to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what, well, three young kids? Are we doing okay? Yeah. Or four? I, I, I really can't. So that's where we, our struggle started for, for about six months. It, yeah. it, it was a real struggle and, and a real tension between us yeah. of the pull of, you know, if you like, finance and a good living. Mm -hmm. And I said, um, I really feel God's given us this. Yes. God's gift to us is my job, my, to, to look after you, mm. to look after the kids and to be with you. To grow it, and I love England. Yeah, I love it here. It's nothing. I love it here too. <laughs> I think God's got a another phase in our life. Another chapter. Another chapter to turn and to be with family. She's very. The migration family. was easy back then for you. It was very easy because I thought there's no way they would accept us. Yeah, be accepted. So she said, "This is what we'll do. Let's put our papers in." Yes. Let's put the documentation in. Yeah. If it comes up as any barrier or any, we take it as it's not the right time yet. Yeah. Can we do that? I said, oh, come on, Joe. I said, okay, go for it. I said, they won't let me go because I've yeah. got a good job. I'm married. I've got a couple of kids. The economy loves me. You yeah. know, I'm paying my taxes. Yeah. Why would it want to let me go? She says, it's not that. It's Australia who's got it's it. It's the other way. Except it's the other way around. Because <laughs> I didn't know. My argument was that. Yeah. Within a week, we got a return letter yes. from the Australian embassy. Yeah. Said, you're okay to go. <laughs> now, now. Now, now. You can imagine the struggle. Imagine the disbelief. Yeah. Because I didn't really expect you. You asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's another journey, sorry. It's another so you honoured that and you moved to Australia? That. Yeah. And you that started was, working here as? Within, within six months, I got a job here. And uh, not too far from the Swan Valley, actually. Um, and, um, oh, what's that place now? Um, not Hearn Hill. Yeah, a bit further down anyway. There's a new Gana. factory. Did you get No, no, no. It's up as one, Bullsbrook. Yeah, Bullsbrook, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Bullsbrook. There was a new company starting up. Yeah. And they wanted someone with some engineering background. Yes. I know a little bit about electronics and things like that. So, you know, working for Philips, I got a job there straight away. Nice. So, and did you live up there in the Swan Valley or? We've always lived around the Swan Valley, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I got a job straight away. Everything was. Okay. And then God gave you another daughter. And God gave us another daughter. Yeah. And a new church to okay. start. So Cheryl's brother was involved in uh, Molly Baptist. Mm -hmm. So that's where our, our journey become, became. Uh, so we joined Molly for a short time. Yes. But at the time, what we didn't know was they were church planting. Mm -hmm. So they wanted someone to take, to, over. To take over or to go with a pastor mm -hmm. uh, to Beachborough. Mm -hmm. So that's how Beachborough Baptist Church started, from my brother-in-law. from, And we had a, a very senior, uh, Gordon Freeman was his name, 
lot of people wouldn't know Gordon Freeman. He's very known in the Baptist circles many years ago. So he was the main main pastor. We got to know him and love him so well. So we gave our testimony how God brought us here. Yeah. And he said to us, Kel and Sean, can you become our deacons? Because in the old, in that in those yes, days, that's how it worked. Can you become in, our deacons? At Beach Row. At Beach Row. Ah, new one. So we got involved, new church new plant. plant. Yeah, awesome. A church plant. Yeah. So that's our journey of Do you preach as well? No. No, I don't I don't Just have serve. the gifts. Yeah. Just give our testimony. Serve love. Uh, serve love. Uh, so I became an elder. Yeah. And church secretary. Supported the church as it went. Yeah. And uh, Cheryl was doing all the admin. Okay. And um, she still is. She still is. <laughs> and we got into music. Oh. So we were lead, leading music as well. <laughs> as you do. As we do. God gives us. We can't sing. Uh, I'm sorry. What Cheryl, do you play? Cheryl. Cheryl. Nothing, just sing. Oh. Yeah. So Cheryl, um, Cheryl, the singer yeah. uh, in Sri Lanka, she, she joined a girl band. So uh, she, she came and sang. So she was a lead singer. So I was yeah. just vocally. So we joined a music group. We started a music group. Nice. And Beachborough just went. Praise the Lord. It's just a church plan from 50, 60 people to, you know, three, 400 we had. So wow. we moved. From the church in Alton Road, yes, we moved into the Alton Rec Center. Our yes. church got too, too big, too big. The people were coming, so we moved. We moved into Alton Rec uh, Center. Yeah, yeah, and then the decline. The decline happened. Mm. It's the bell curve. Mainly, mainly because of what? Because of pastors ah. being unfaithful. Conflict or oh, pastors? Oh, yeah. It's, it's happening now, isn't it? It's such a shame. And we were right caught up in the silo. In, 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 in that silo. And we really questioned like, hey, what's what's happening with our what's happening here? Mm. You know, we love God, we love the Bible, we love Jesus. What is happening to our pastors? Yeah. And we went through quite quite a challenging time. So we had four pastors oh. come and go. And guess who had to take all the blunt of it? You did. We the did. Elders. Sorry, not me, Lauren. Yeah, the elders. You know, my, my entire family, um, Cheryl, myself, and Cheryl started to get a calling um, to study a bit more about the Bible, about counseling. Yes. Um, so she really um, wanted to do that, like, as of the question to say, how can. How can we help? Mm. What's gone wrong here? What's what's happening in this Christian circles that yeah. pastors are just are just coming and going? Mm. And not not all four of them. Sorry, it was it was two of them uh, that got into uh, things that they shouldn't have done, um, and just not only hurt the congregation but hurt hurt us as yeah. Christians who are you know really believe that. You know, this shouldn't happen. Mm. This shouldn't happen. What's what's going on here? Yeah. So we test it. We we ask questions. Mm. And um, but it was a beautiful journey because God taught us that we are all human. Yeah. People fall, no matter who they are. Yeah. And you well know what's happened to other big churches. Sure. And other churches that's 
you know, and we have to work with this. And that's, I think that's how has given us more and more about the love of God mm. and who Jesus is. Yeah. Not that he allows it to happen, yeah. but things like that happen. So how do you cope with it? Mm. How do you deal with it? How do you journey? Yeah. With keep pastors? your sanity, keep, keep the church sanity. together, keep the families, keep so we, the conversation going. That's right. So that's where we go back and say, well, the journey started with when we first gave ourselves to Jesus. Yeah. And the pastor who'd done that was such a faith man of, uh, so we learned so much from that early from journey. That early journey yeah. That we, although it became tough, it became hard. Kept you going. Kept us going. Mm -hmm. And that's how the football started, yeah, well, that. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to get to this. We'll get to this, so that's you, I assume you would have played every, once you landed here, you started playing, wouldn't you? Yes, I joined many clubs here, actually. Yeah. When trialed in a few clubs here and there. Uh, but what was disappointing in that sense was, I don't know whether you know this, that it was very um, ethnic. Yeah, it was. You know, I felt very uncomfortable. Yeah. It was like, I, I joined a Greek club up. I joined Swan Valley. Um, I went to quite a few other clubs, and I felt very uncomfortable. Yeah, um, you had to be Greek to play in a Greek or Croatian yes, or Croatian Maltese yes. or whatever it was. Whatever. Yeah. Yes, there was no uh, Burmese team, was there? No. English. Well, there was actually, but I didn't. I didn't know them. <laughs> yeah, such a strange thing because Zafas come from a Burmese club. Okay. You know, Chindays they call you. I don't know you know them. Yeah. Chindays and Morley. Yeah. Yeah. They're all Burmese, but I, I never met the guys. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have joined them. And they weren't coming to your church. <laughs> and you weren't going to the pub anymore. I wasn't going anymore. No. no. So, how, so did, how did you start the Okay, the so what happened was, when I was at, um, at Beachborough, um, we had a letter um, from Guruin Baptist Church, which is just on the road here. The pastor wrote to some of the churches around the area, yep. and and our pastor got it, and you know he knows my journey. He says, "Kel, this is for you." <laughs> I looked at it, and it says there, um, um, "We're writing on behalf of Karun Baptist Church. We have a family here um, who want to meet people of football interest to to." Um, to start a club or to to be involved in some sort of startup for kids, you know, to play, you know, soccer, football. Yeah. Will your church people be interested or families in coming and joining us? Yeah. And whatever. As soon as I looked at that, I thought, oh wow, yes, I'll do that. So I picked up the phone that same Sunday when I got that email. So I rang the church and the pastor said, no, no, it's not me. It's actually a family that I've known for a long time coming to church. Yeah. Um, and they've come and expressed that to me. Would you like to meet them? I said, sure, I'd, I'd like to meet them. Come over. So, you know, within a week, I actually went over and met David and Alini Delpino. Mm -hmm. You probably know their, their name. Um, they had two, two sons at the time. And Italians? They, uh, no, he's Spanish. Okay. And she's Greek. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but he's come from the footballing background. He loves, you know, yeah. comes again. So he invited me to his house. I went, I went to his house. So I was the first one to meet him. And David really uh, 
well, both of them actually, express their struggle with going to church on the Sunday and going and dropping the, the two boys sport. for sport. Oh. So they're very split. Yeah. And they said, hey, Kel, we need some help here. Yeah. And uh, by your letter, you were very keen on soccer, on, on football. Yeah. He said, um, what, if we, what if we just wait and see how the churches around the area, the school, the churches that his pastor wrote to? Yeah. He said, we, we do have some replies. Um, and you've reacted so quickly. So, so you're the first one that's, yeah. that's really reacted. So what do you think? You know, I said, wow. I said, that sounds really, really up my sort of, you know, yeah. let's go for it. And let's, let's see what sort of, you know, what can feedback we, we get. Club or... What can we do? What, how can we start this? Yeah, what can... Mini competition. Yeah. So, the, and their story was like, you know, <laughs> like myself, I suppose, um, a lot of struggles with going to church, dropping the kids off, going, picking them up. Um, so a lot of tension over the last few months at church. Yeah. yeah. And they were struggling with their Christian walk even mm. because missing out. Because missing out on, you know, they wanted to give the two kids, you know, all the support and whatever. Yeah. But of course, their their belief and, and their Christian walk was getting in the way. So the, the two things were in, in conflict. And that's how basically it started. And we started to get some letters. Um, and some of the ones we got back were from Kalamunda, um, Kalamunda Church of Christ yeah, and Swan. Mm. So those were the two sort of main guys that actually, you know, responded. And <laughs> the pastor at Kalamunda yes. said that uh, he was also involved in Perth Glory. Ah. So we said, oh, right. Small world. Small world. This is the guy we want, we want on board. So we just waited. And uh, within you know a couple of weeks, we all met. Well, no, sorry, saying all. There was there was David and Helen, myself, and um, this pastor from Kalamanda. Yes. And a teacher from Swan Christian. Oh, there you go. So that was the original. Yeah. At, at David's house, and we just started to talk. And in the meantime, we were getting a lot of uh, letters and emails saying yes, we were interested. We might be we might be interested in joining. And basically, that, that was the start of it. So we were so excited. I was so excited. I thought, <laughs> oh, wow. And I had to share that I really think this is, this is God. This is God yeah. talking to us. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? The first pastor from Kalamanda, um, he said, I do have, I've got a word. And, it, and we started to share yeah. our faith and our feelings about when God calls. Yes. And uh, I'll never forget that because Nehemiah was was on my on my mind. Yeah. You know how God called him. Yeah. To rebuild the wall. To rebuild the wall. Yeah. Right. Huh? And when he went, he couldn't do it himself. No. He had to get everybody. He had to get everybody. He had to get the community to come in. Yeah. Isn't that? That's why I wrote a few things down when I was going to, I knew you were going to yeah. ask me about that. How did that start? Yeah. And then they started to um, uh, quote scripture to say um, that we won't be alone in this, that God will yeah. be behind us. If we get together, we pray about it. Yes. And let's see what happens in the next yeah. few weeks, few months. Yeah. And wow, 
Then from then on, the doors just opened, and we had so much of input. Yeah, you know. So this was 1999. Okay, six months before we actually launched. Um, 23 years ago. SOR, 23 years ago. So, so you incorporated it a few months later. Yes. So 99. So six months we actually met yeah. and started to work on how we're going to do this, whatever. Yeah. And we started to get a lot of feedback from schools. I visited a lot of schools, and we started to get some um, some feedback, and um, basically said, "Okay, let's you know, let's launch this, yeah. and let's see it because we, you know, we needed clubs. Of we just we just can't say, oh, come here, yeah. and then we'll do our own thing.' So we started to drop, and then we had a guy that joined us from a mining company. Yes, I'll never forget this." Because we were really in need of administration, mm. uh, someone who can write policies, yeah. someone who can write procedures. Yes, and he turned up from from um, from Riverside Club, mm -hmm. right? He turned up to one of our meetings, and we started to talk to him and whatever. So that was the link missing because we yes. had the administration side. Yeah, Eleni was quite good in Eleni. Yeah. You had the footballing side with me. Yeah. The coaching side yeah. and played football yeah. and played at the level where I understood. understood. So the coaching, the training, I yeah. could look after. Yeah. And grounds wasn't a problem because some of the schools said you can well, use. You know, Swan Christian told yeah. us, Kingsway told us yeah. that we can use their premises. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we started to go meet the principal, and you know, although it was conflict with the school in regards to sport, but we said our idea was to play on a Saturday weekend. Yeah. Um, and this guy walked in and uh, he just started to pour out what he did as a job. Mm. He's a procedure man. <laughs> so we said, ding, wow. ding, 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 ding. All the alarm bells started yeah. to ring. And he was the guy that wrote our first constitution. Wow. He was the guy that researched, you know, all about the law and all yes. about that, got in touch with Football West. So he started to do all Set that. Set it up properly. So we had the main core there, yeah. and that's how. So I you joined. founded the West Australian. Yes, it was the West Australian Christian Football Association, WACFA. Yeah, WACFA. Yeah, WACFA. Um, it was first SOA, Evangelical Soccer, Soccer Association. Association of yeah. Western Australia. Yeah. Then after quite a few meetings and whatever, we changed it to WACFA. Yeah. Um, better. Just and then better. Yeah, much more much more simpler. Um, so yeah, for the year two thousand, we actually launched it with uh, four clubs. Yeah, my club, uh, uh, you know, which was called Junior Strikers at the time. Yeah. So I would, we registered as Junior Strikers, uh, Kingsway. Yes. A Christian College, um, Riverside, which yeah. was you know Wilson and the Riverside Wilson. School. Yeah. 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 And Armadale. Mm. Right. Sorry, five. And Valley, which was a Swan yeah. Christian. Yeah. So there was five clubs. Uh, you know, oh, that's off. pretty good. With with three hundred kids. Whoa! Three hundred from the kids word go. From the word go. Uh, so we played under. And everyone six. was volunteering here. All volunteering except wow. us. Well, well, in, yeah, we all were. So we we started with the under six, under eights, under yeah. tens, under twelves. And I think we went up to the first year. We went up to uh, under fourteens. So that's all we had. Yeah. You know. No, no men's or women's. No, no, there was no, no masters. There was no seniors. Yeah. 
you know, 16, 18, we're getting a little bit more serious. So we said, let's start with the juniors. Let's yeah, see how we build it that up. And my goodness, within that, within three years, four years, a couple of years, you know, it was the committee started to grow. We started to get more uh, understanding about. You and know, you were working at the same time because this this would have taken a lot of toil. It was taking a lot of my time, right? And both you and, and the church, my <laughs> children. So it was a marvelous moment. But again, when God's in it, yeah, you do it with love. There's no nothing to that. Nothing. At the moment, there are over seventeen hundred players. Yes, we started with three hundred. It's over. And how many? Twenty-two years. Twenty-two yes. years, seventeen hundred players. Seventeen hundred players. Nine registered. clubs or ten clubs? Nine clubs wow. registered now. Uh, Going from under sixes, to under sixes to now the masters. Wow! And we didn't have masters for quite a few years, so we started to grow with the under fourteens, under sixteens, under eighteens. Yeah. Um, then it came a bit sort of serious, in a way. That uh, so I was in a committee for fifteen years, mm -hmm. and then really it was time. It was time to let go. I really felt. Yeah, you matured it. You brought it yeah, to where it, it was be. all the foundational stuff, and and we met and, and we chatted. We started to write to clubs and yes. say we do need committee members. We need some new people yeah. coming in. Yeah, and to teach, um, to it was grow. so good. I mean, there's a lot of people did come, didn't have the skill, didn't have the, but we worked together. Yeah. you know, we had the foundational stuff. You know, the constitution was written, the bylaws were written. Yeah. So we, we shared our journey, how it yeah. started, with just someone crying out to make this available, and we responded. Yeah. So um, so it just started to grow from there, Nat, really. Wow. And, and here we are today in, in, you know, I'm still involved. I don't know why, but I'm still involved. Yeah, no, I you play playing. the game, you're there Saturday. I love to play. Clubs. I call referee the games now. Yeah. I help Zappa. And as a club, even, um, we had some ups and downs. Yeah. Oh, first strikers. Yes, because you know me and Cheryl ran it for quite yeah. a few years with the help of Beachborough school teachers. Yes, and you know they helped us, they journeyed with us, um, and then um, we had one of the guys that came in. Um, Andre was he done a marvelous marvelous. So I handed the reins to him to yeah. become president of the club. So Andre took over, and um, he had two boys. Uh, they were like 16, 18, um, so they loved the game. Yeah. Uh, so he was he was president for five years, mm -hmm. and then uh, his marriage broke up. Oh. He, so he had he had a few issues, um, and he came up to me and said, "Kel, can't do this anymore. It's fine. It's okay." I says, "You've journeyed with us. You've journeyed. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Because you know I was." Coming towards the end of my journey, yeah, you know, with the club, the burnout was about to happen. Luckily, you know, God's so kind, so good. I'm so grateful that He didn't He didn't allow us to get to that burnout stage. Yes. So the timing was right when Andre came in, yeah, and he helped the club so much. He took over, done a lot of the admin work, and I was helping, obviously, you know, in the background. Um, then he he went through quite a so we had no one. The club was about to collapse, to be very honest with you. Mm. It was about strikers. Of, I was about to go to, to the committee and say, well, guys, I'm sorry, um, you know, 
things are not. Was the money in leadership or not enough players? Both. Okay. A bit of both. We we lost our way a little bit. And then um, Zaffa came along. Zaffa said to me, he said, Oh, uh, Cal, um, you know, I've got a couple of kids, but I'm really interested in the older ones. I'm not really yeah. into that. I said, Zaffa, what are you saying to me? I said, That's the area I want. Yeah. I don't want to lose my, my older kids. Yeah. I don't have a coach. I wouldn't, I, I, you are a godsend. You know that? Oh, I said, Really? I said, Yes. Yes. I said, somehow, Zephyr, God answers our prayers, mate. I yeah. said, over the years, you know, we've been struggling a bit yeah. and the club is about, yeah. you know, I didn't want it to go. I really was fighting and I had conflict with my wife. Said, Cheryl said, I think God's telling you something. Mm. I think your time is coming yeah. to let go and let go completely. <laughs> yeah. So we went through that passage of, you know, I said, okay, okay, but he'll, but he'll tell me. I'll know. I'm that way inclined. I, I said, yeah. somehow I know. And when Zaffer came, and this was going back six yeah. years, he's our, yeah. he's our brother. When he came there, I said, Zaffer, that's the age that I don't have a coach. We don't. Then he brought in George. He brought in wow. the senior guys. And then we had a meeting with Andre. Um, and I had to tell Zaffer, well, Andre's this is his last season. This is going to be a few years. And be very honest, I said, I'll struggle with the president side of carrying on the club. Um, Would you step so up? I said to him, will you be, you be willing to, to take the reign as president and take the club over? He said, Kel, I thought you'd never ask. Yes, I'm ready for it. Wow. Let me go. go. Yeah. And I didn't know the man that well. I, yeah. I didn't know him yeah. well enough to, but somehow, you know, how God sends. Yeah. Time is people, and the foundation is right. You'll never lose that. Man. So Zephyr just took it over, mate. No. Oh wow, what a relief! And we'll see him now thrive and yeah. do the things like you know. He's so committed to. He's so committed. You know, he's there every Saturday. Family man from eight o'clock in the morning till. He's from last. there. He's there with all the other kids, yeah. and he runs. He's run the club now, you know, and and he's. And he said to me, I, I really respect what, what so yeah. I really I told him my journey and how it yes. all started and how the strikers started with he the school. Him. And he said, oh, wow. And, and, and he was quite involved in, in the Chende Club. And yeah. so, you know, he loved, you know, he's come from a football background. Yeah, I really wanted someone with, who, you know, who understands both. We can do the, the admin stuff. And can't, the admin. Yeah. You need the but coaches. You've got to be out there. you got to be, be out there. So here we are. Where, where are your children now? Is your son still playing or? No, no, no. My, my, my kids didn't play. My youngest daughter, who was born here, she's the only one that played for Strikers. Okay. So the other, yeah, my mother. So you grew up grandfather My son a basketball now? man. You're a grandfather? Grandfather of? Five. Five. Hallelujah. And another two on its way. Are they all here in Perth? Or? All here in Perth. Oh, beautiful. Nice. Sorry, I did go on a little bit, mate. That's fine. You're What's born. next for you, Kel? What's next for me? Waiting on God. Okay. I'm so involved in our church. Yeah. Um, we're very Which involved. Is still Beachboro Baptist? Or no, 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 no. No, we go to Riverview. Okay, yeah. So Cheryl works there. Cheryl's yeah. been working there for the last eight years. Okay, nice. So as I said, I think she does with journey with her. Or? Cheryl's a counsellor now. Yeah. Um, so what she's taken up 
at our church and will do. Uh, she's joined a, a company called The Anchorage, mm -hmm. which is, uh, um, they look after um, uh, supervision of pastors. Mm -hmm. um, so she's just joined that place. It's, it's someone from church that, you know, she knew. I'm uh, sure that's the new uh, thing in her life. Yes. And she enjoys what she's doing at our church. She's, you know, she works part-time. So she's part of the care and grow team. Yeah. So Cheryl does the counselling side of, mm -hmm. um, and she does, um, so she's a celebrant. So yes. she marries people. Yeah. And she also looks after the baptism classes. So she yeah. runs classes and um, all the, uh, some of the courses, you know, that we run. So Cheryl's part of that team nice. that has that. So we've just done Alpha. You, yeah, you must have heard of Alpha? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's an old English. Um, yeah, awesome. Nicky Grumble yeah. um, that we've that we done in England. Yeah. And, um, and we've done here as well. So our church is doing that at the moment nice. uh, for non-Christians and new yeah. Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where from here, Nat? I don't know. I don't mm. know. I think it's got, certainly got, a purpose, you know, for us yeah. uh, to do things together. We've always worked together yeah. in churches and in, in our Christian walk. We've always we somehow kept us together in yeah. in ministry. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So we just wait. So now it's a waiting time. It is, but you're still actively involved. Yeah. It's not yeah. like you're standing by. No, no, no. But you, you, you like to understand what yeah. this chapter will bring. Yes, I suppose now... Oh, it's got something in mind. All good. I think it's got a purpose for us. Yeah. I think, the, um, so our, our thing is just waiting on God now. What good. next in our chapter? Wow. What, what, what has he got for us? And I think the way Cheryl is moving and the way our church is going, um, we're into, um, you know, connect groups. Yes. Um, we're in Alpha, as I said, uh, mm -hmm. bringing in new Christians, yep. nurturing the ones that um, been Christians for a long time, but yep. you know um, they're a little bit lost or not quite sure. Yeah, uh, is to journey with them. Um, but our mission is is for that. Let's let's see where yeah. where it takes us. Leading, leading, yeah. people into the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See where. Uh, so I enjoy you know volunteering at church and. Just been part of you know, the worship there. Uh, love what we hear from our new pastor. Yeah. Um, but it's also a middle bit that I haven't told you about. Our mission in Burma. Oh, you do. You go. We back support there. a missionary there. Yeah. There's there's three missionaries that we were supporting. Yes. But now we do one mm -hmm. because we we went there three years ago, mm -hmm. just before COVID. Yeah. And uh, we went there about five years ago. And this pastor was looking after an orphanage for children. Beautiful. And uh, me and Cheryl just got touched. Just got just the heart went out to what what's yeah. happening there. So what we've we've now created with our family, yeah. um, we prayed it to send money there um, on a regular basis mm -hmm. to support the orphanage. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know. So thankful because it's so hard there. Yes, yeah. it, it is very, very difficult there. 
So that's what we're doing as well. Wow. And once COVID's all done, once it's finished, you'll be flying back then. We'll be flying out there. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the I show and just sharing your story, Cal. What Thank an amazing you. story. What an amazing man. What an amazing journey. Uh, never a dull moment here at Kingdom Stories from down under. Uh, I pray that this encourages you to work out uh, your ministry ta- uh, part and get involved. Kel has been involved to set up uh, something which has blessed thousands and thousands of people over the years, the West Australian uh, Football Association, Christian mm-hmm. Football Association. And even now his uh, passion for the Lord is just as powerful and he's ministering in the local church and also with missions overseas and together with his wife impacting the world through the local church which is really beautiful i pray that this encourages you and uh, it helps you do your part in your local church and everywhere the lord is calling you we look forward to seeing you again at kingdom stories next week this is nathaniel Costia. thank you for joining us on kingdom stories from down under We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.